Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Ox Baby O, D Rock, D Livingstone. And today we got a very special guest. He's originally from Washington, D.C., now residing in Delaware. Give it up for my man, Daniel Pelham. Hey, good morning. How's it going? I'm doing great. Yeah, man. man, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be talking to you. Happy to be alive. So everything's great. Yeah, that's a good thing to be alive. Be on the the uh, the the, uh, the right side of the lawn. Yes, these yeah. days. Oh mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, yeah. So we we finally get an opportunity, kind of, to sit down and, and and chop it up. Before we get to um get into it, though, I gotta know, man. You know, this will determine whether or not we even go any further. Are you a five bucks man or are you a D&D man. Mm. So this is like the non-answer. I'm not really a huge coffee drinker. Um, <laughs> I'm not even really a coffee snob. I don't even care. Like I will drink a coffee and I'm like, okay, it's doing the trick. And somebody mm-hmm. else might spit it out like, oh, this is the worst coffee I ever had in my life. And I'll be like, mm, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I mostly am like a Celsius drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, what is Celsius? Celsius is an energy drink um they also have like a pre-workout called heat and i didn't know i was going to be selling it but <laughs> I, would, I would go grab a can for you but uh basically it's just like the cleanest energy i've found I, i've tried everything mm-hmm. and it's the only thing that doesn't give me jitters crash adrenal fatigue um withdrawal like if i just don't drink it for a couple of, like you know i won't get those headaches and things i got all that stuff from everything else so it's just mm. you know it's like 200 milligrams it's got a kick to it Okay. So that's that's what I you know that's what I swear by, and uh, otherwise, like if I'm if I don't have one or if I just need something else, like Starbucks is fine with me, D and D is fine with me, uh-huh. Wawa's big in my area. I guess they're fine with me too. <laughs> I, you know, I, like I said, I'm not gonna go too far wrong. Okay. Well, I I remember um we. I, we had po- we're friends obviously on, on Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. and I had po- made a post, and I think what caught my attention was analytics. Mm-hmm. And so I said, "Wow, this guy, you know, what? what tell me more. I wanted to know yeah. more about this thing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's how I said, "Oh, you know, this might be something that would be beneficial for for the audience to kind of hear." And then finding out more about your story. So, why don't you tell folks how you um, got started along this path of running and, and nutrition and fitness, et cetera? Yeah, sure. You know, I don't remember what the catalyst was for us getting connected. I think it was Black Men Run or Lean Strong Fast or, mm-hmm. you know, one, one of those, uh, you know, running clubs that are both in your area. And uh, they're not really, they weren't really in my area. I either brought it here or joined mm-hmm. um, at large. But yeah, man, I always love keeping up with you, seeing what you're up to. And it seemed like we either just missed each other at a race or... You know, I was in one of those periods where like life was happening and kids and everything, and I wasn't racing too heavy. But uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, we'll catch up in person one of these days. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've always been an athlete. You know, my parents put me in sports from a very early age. I was a swimmer, tennis player, played basketball in high school, and uh, 
you know, like in college, I retired, focused more on the books. You know, we, had retired. A, we, we had an intramural championship, you know, that was kind of like my last hurrah. Mm-hmm. But when I was trying to decide whether to take academic or athletic scholarships, um, you know, I leaned into the academic side, took dad's advice, and he was right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and running was always like training for those sports or, um, you know, it was something to just just kind of help me relax and release. So, uh, you know, through college, some years I got into running and running the streets of Atlanta. And that was cool. And I lived in Chicago. I did the same thing. Okay. But I never knew people raced. I never knew people paid money to do it. I never knew that people got medals to do it unless, you know, like a medal for not winning. You know, I li- <laughs> Particip- participation medals? <laughs> yeah, I lived in Chicago. excited about them. I'm exactly. About I, lived them in, I lived in Chicago and like, that's an amazing marathon. I haven't done it yet, but uh, I lived there and no. never, never paid attention to it. You've yeah. never done the Chicago? I only did it once. I'm saying it like, you know, everybody yeah. knows, right? <laughs> well, that's how you're supposed to be, right? Like, hey, you know, I, I'm a pro at this and this ain't my yeah. first rodeo and it's like your second rodeo, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, I paid zero attention to it. I lived there for four years. Mm-hmm. So um, what changed it for you? So I think grad school, hitting corporate America, going to work, I kind of got sedentary. Um, you know, off and on, I was in the gym, Gold's Gym, bodybuilding, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at one point I realized, like, I had gotten way out of the shape that I'm accustomed to. You know, like, you have this image in your head of, like, what you look like, your residual self-image. Yeah. I think I, think I caught a real glimpse of myself, like, this is not me. So who, who um, was it? Who did you see? I mean, no, I saw myself. Okay. Like in the mirror or in a picture. I don't remember the exact moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my back started hurting. Um, oh. and I was sitting in a chair all day. You know, I'm a programmer, so I was writing code or, or I was, you know, doing something. I was working in banking and finance, and uh, you know, I just kind of realized like my health wasn't where it should have been, and my fitness was far from what I would have thought I would have been at this age or that age. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was looking for a new sport, tried indoor soccer. I kind of decided I didn't want to blow a hammy <laughs> or an okay. Achilles. So I, <laughs> I stayed away from like basketball. Um, yeah, because you're kind of tall. How what are you yeah. about, 6'4"? I'm 6'3 and six some three? change. Okay. Man. Um, and I tried all the sports. You know, I just, I liked the sports that I liked. And, you know, basketball was it. I did some wrestling. I did a lot of combat sports, um, boxing, jujitsu, taekwondo, kenpo, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of did a little dabbled in some of that, but I was looking for something else. And then I found CrossFit and obstacle course racing Okay. and obstacle course racing. People kind of focus on the, the, the pretty stuff, the obstacles and carrying buckets and swinging from ropes and rings. But mm-hmm. I mean, the, the people who do really well in that are good runners. Um, so those are the two sports where I kind of got back into running into CrossFit, um, into fitness and you know the rest is kind of you know you picked me up somewhere in there you know that's where we you and i started getting connected you know Mm. i started started running more miles started doing more races and i did like my first race or two and i od'd like that whole year i did like two three four races a month wow (laughs) i was hooked i had a year or two like that and then you know i was able to kind of cut it back at at some point Mm -mm. so you mentioned training and jiu-jitsu and you you do also some training for um for the military? Okay, so yeah, I uh, I have some clients where I'm a nutritionist, personal trainer. Um, I'm not doing as much training locally. I used to be a coach at a, a local CrossFit gym, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I had I had two young kids, changed jobs, sold houses, bought houses, and I'm just looking for the right time to get back into that. Um, but what I also do some in person and also virtually is 
I do nutrition planning. Okay. Um, I talk about food. You know, a lot of people have nutrition knowledge or, you know, they understand carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, but they don't have food knowledge. You don't eat nutrition, you eat food. Mm-hmm. Um, so I teach that. And then also, um, you know, personal training, physique training, um, bodybuilding, um, general physical preparedness. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever your goal is, um, you know, I can I can train someone to get there. And uh, I, I ended up having a lot of friends that are police officers, family members that are police officers um, in the military, going into the military, gotcha. getting getting prepared for a different assignment. And uh, somebody in that the team fight and flight came out of uh, something somebody said to me one day. He was like, dang, bro, you look equally prepared for fight and flight. And I was like, <laughs> that's team the plan, right? Fight. I was, yeah. Fight, fight and flight or flight. You could you look like you're ready for either. Anybody can get it. I was like, I guess that's the goal. So then you know, that, that's that's where I got that name from. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I started helping people get ready for their PT tests. If they were going into the academy or, or what have you, or they were looking, you know, they were going to start boot camp. Um, the CrossFit gym that I work at was called Frontline um, CrossFit. And mm-hmm. the, uh, the the owner who started it was uh, previously in the military. And okay. so they kind of favored, and he was really good at training, like injured athletes, injured soldiers, helping people recover. I went back to him because I was trying to get back in shape after my back went out for the second time. Mm. And so, you know, we always kind of favored those frontline first responders, police. Um, you know, one of the new owners now is, uh, you know, works for the government, is, is in one of the law enforcement branches. Okay. So, uh, you know, that's always, you got to be fit if you're going to run into a burning building, if you're going to go and, you know, catch bad guys or do anything like that, or you're going to go into a dangerous place and come home to your family. So, you know, that's always been a niche just to make sure that I can help prepare people for that. Now, did you train your, um, your, your, your fellow, uh, lean, strong, fast member as a fireman, Mr. Parker? I did not train. So like for lean, strong, fast, I have only lent, you know, some help or some advice, Mm -hmm. um, especially on the nutrition tip, you know, Marlon pretty much runs that and does a really great job. And he's, I mean, he's taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not a I'm not a single modality, single sport kind of guy. So there's always a running coach. There's always a, limp, a lifting coach. There's always somebody else that I have um, that helps me learn. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, so, you know, I've worked with a couple people who've reached out to me for certain things um, here mm-hmm. and there. But for the most part, like I'm that's just like my team, my family, my friends. Yeah. Um, you know, we all learn from each other. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people have different experiences with strength training, yoga, what have you. Um, but, you know, Mar- Marlon is really like the, the leader of that. And I take cues from him as well when it comes to training and rest- gotcha. race preparation, things like that. Well, I only mentioned because when you, when you said running into a burning building, I know he's a fireman. So I'm like, oh, OK, that's. Uh- yeah, I, I've, I've, I've met up with them in person a handful of times, um, mm-hmm. either in Philly or in Brooklyn. Um, and I mostly got brought into them because I met Marlon first, like gotcha. years ago. Um, whenever I got on social media, I started getting involved with these groups. So he was the main one. So I like, I still talk to him regularly. Mm-hmm. And at some point it was just like, I got pulled into the team, met everybody. And like they're the best people you could hang out with, you know, they, they like to have fun. They work hard. They support yeah. each other. You know, that's Good my stuff. village. Yeah. yeah. So what else? I mean, it seems like this from coding to nutrition, to working out, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't seem like it would all blend, but, uh, it, it you make it seem to uh, work very well for you. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of things I've done and a lot of things I've tried. And I'm a very curious individual and I'm a learner. 
And I think a lot of people are like that in some ways and, you know, to different degrees. And I think we have to get out of like, well, you do this, so you should only be doing that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you do this and this, so how the heck could you do that? And I think that we're all individuals. We all have a unique constellation of interests and experiences. And I think no matter what you're doing, do your best, do it well, and it's going to work. You know, there's a lot of things I've tried and I could change jobs and industries, you know, next year and, you know, I would still be me. Um, so yeah, a lot of things I've done, I've changed industries a couple of times. I've changed sports, I've changed hobbies, you know, you, you do what makes you happy, right? What yeah. interests you and what, you know, what you find, you know, gives you energy. And, you know, I just, it ended up this way. Some, you know, the way I ended up in this industry was by accident. You know, I don't know if fitness is an accident. I think it's always been my lifestyle, but which sports I ended up playing and loving, you know, it was somewhat random or somewhat unexpected. Yeah, but it's, it's a nice mix. I mean, it helps to provide some, 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 certainly some balance to your life, mm-hmm. you know, to our lives. I mean, I can't say, I think people were um, surprised. I had posted a, a transformation pick um, yesterday. Mm. And, you know, you look back on, you know, you go back and look, I, like you talked about sitting down, you had a job and you're working, and your family comes along and things that you were normally accustomed to doing kind of gets put on the back burner and next thing you know, you're, you know, the weight is creeping on and you're only running to get out of the rain mm-hmm. or running to catch a sale and you're not as active as you used to be. And yeah, and I was like, wow, I pulled up this picture and I was like, tag on, you had really uh, put on the weight there, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens gradually. So it's, it's hard to, unless you like, and there's certain things that I tell people to do, like, for some people, weighing is out, out of the question. It drives them crazy. They don't have the makeup for it. Mm-hmm. Other people, weighing daily is the only way to really help them stay on track. They know if they're sliding. Um, but otherwise, like, it creeps up on you. It crept up on me. And, like, it was 30, 40 pounds before. I don't even know how much it was. But uh, I know I lost, like, 55 pounds um, mm-hmm. two years ago. Mm. And it's like, you, you, you wake up one day, like, what happened, you know? And then, then you all of a sudden you want to lose it. I'm like, hey, you didn't gain it overnight. You're not going to lose it overnight. So, yeah. you know, the, the deliberate and consistent and gradual path is the way to go. And uh, I, don't, I don't like crash diets, like getting you to lose however many pounds in 60, 90 days or whatever, three months. I only try to do things that are sustainable. I try to teach you how you can live. So if it's only a couple pounds a month, that's it is what it is. I try to make sure that like, I always remember like, Hey, don't get into that mode where you want to look a certain way. Just try to get back to living the way that you know you can, you know? Yeah. So now do you, but, will you do vegan plans, vegetarian plans? Or you just, I, I do everything. I do all of that. Cause I was a vegetarian for years at one point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I was, I, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't care. I'm 40 years old. I was like, I want to talk about my age here. But uh, back in the day when I did it, it was not as easy as it is now. Like there's vegan restaurants everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's, there's good substitutions and good options a lot of places. And when I was doing it in the like mid late 90s, like you were on your own. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there were a couple places that were vegetarian and they weren't always necessarily good. Mm-hmm. You know, certain cultures have more vegetarian food, like Indian you, you could move to India and be a vegetarian and you'd always have wonderful things to eat, you know? Yeah, you'd be good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but, you know, the one thing I do is I try to teach people how to eat in a way that they can eat for life, you know? And if you are very methodical and you really love, like, the numbers and measuring and you're very diligent, um, you know, weighing and, and calculating macros is a good thing for you. Um, I don't think you have to do that your whole life. Um, I think if you, only, if you really want to get on stage, 
and compete. Like that's the only time I really think you need to always weigh and measure, you know, otherwise mm-hmm. it works for some people just to help them know um, what they're eating. Other people can't handle that at all. And I try to try to teach them how to eat and visually understand, you know, what their plate looks like and, and how to shop for certain things and what is in different kinds of foods and how to read labels. Um, you know, so that's the fun part is figuring out what's going to work for people. Yeah. And the, the thing that I love hearing the most besides people reaching their goal is them maintaining their goal years later. Yeah, that's, that's the, yeah. You can get mm-hmm. it and then all of a sudden one weekend mm-hmm. you sliding down the slope the slippery slope yeah i mean we build in balance we build in you know i I hate to say cheats but you know we Mm. build in balance so that you can enjoy yourself and be on track and stay on track and catch yourself and know where you're at i don't like the crash diets i don't like the fad diets you know i i have had some people who are like i'm determined to do paleo i'm determined to do keto i'm gonna do it with or without you and i'm not one of those people that's going to turn you away if you want to do that Mm-hmm. I, w- I would not put you on that plan, but at least I can make sure you can do it in the best way possible, you know? Yeah. So how do you utilize uh, social media to kind of to, to bring awareness to, to to what you do? You know, like my my social media account started out just being like a personal account. I just started it because everybody else was starting it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I want to be on there. And I've never been like a huge photographer. There were some years where I hobbied and dabbled in it, but. You know, I never was just taking pictures just to take beautiful pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point, you know, I got to the point where people were coming to me like they wanted to know more about it. They wanted to hear about it. So I was trying to figure out how to put it out there. And, uh, you know, even before I really got good at it or figured it out, um, I realized that it was getting like more attention than I needed because this is a part-time thing. This is a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, I was helping a lot of people for free. And the only reason I, was, I started charging is because it has to be, you know, worth my time. Yeah. And I needed a way to kind of weed out like, you know, who, who was dedicated and, you know, helping people for free is a little bit different because they don't, you know, they don't, they don't care about it as, you know, I don't know what the right phrasing is, but they don't, they don't it's not the, it's not an, an investment if they don't yeah it's different you know? if somebody's if somebody's paying for something or you know mm-hmm. and and i guess it depends on the, the, the character of the individual you know you can mm-hmm. there's times i i do i've done things for people and and it, it, because you feel like you know yeah this person you can tell like there's a hunger there's a thirst there and, and by you sharing something that somebody might perhaps might have shared with you then it gives them a lift and it's like, well, you know, seeing them thrive is a good thing. Some people just mm-hmm. like, I just want, you know, I guess you have leeches and you have, uh, you know, people who, uh, who want to grow. Some people just yeah. want to suck the life out of you. But, yeah, uh, it sounds good to them. And they're like, hey, if you're going to help me for free, let's do it. But then they're not it. dedicated. <laughs> I got some people that will pay me and don't do what I tell them to do or what I recommend. Um, yeah, that's, you that's, know, but that's, that's kind of hilarious too. <laughs> yeah. But it, you know, it balances the whole labor of love thing, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the social media thing has kind of evolved and, you know, the way I started learning was by managing other accounts and I became like a, like a amateur social media manager and that just helped me learn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I kind of got into managing other people's pages and content and other companies and other accounts more than I actually focused on my own. Um, you know, I think someday maybe I'll figure out a really good way to like manage that more than just a personal thing or more of just like sharing what I like, um, but making it more of a, like a useful channel. Yeah. And, uh, maybe one day I'll have like a website or something. I can drive people to some training and nutrition and tips and things. You know, I just haven't had the bandwidth to create all that, but, uh, 
It's yeah. mostly fun. It's mostly entertainment for me, honestly. It's mostly just social interaction. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a waiting list and I can't, and if, if, if everybody saw my posts and wanted to work with me, I couldn't do it, you know? So I don't yeah. really, I don't really try to advertise because, you know, the couple times that I had put it out there, I had an overwhelming response and I was like, wow, you know, um, I did a few groups and challenges here and there for one, two, three months. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the responses are always surprising. So, you know, it's, it's a work in progress, you know, I'm still out there yeah. trying to figure out what's going to work for me. And, you know, what's going to work, um, you know, for the people. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely a, um, a, a I don't know if we actually see the, the, the full potential of it. Some people just utilize it. You know, I, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. take a picture of my plate and and I'm good with that. But then I think there are a lot of uh, whether it's running professionals um, and just figuring out, hey, you know, it might be up there in life and how can I utilize social media as a, as a tool outside of just a, um, a scrapbook, but yeah, yeah I guess that's a, topic uh, it's, a it's a wonderful tool. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, we're in that digital media age, you know, and we're in that social media age where every person can be a marketer. Every person can be a source of information. Every person is a source of news mm-hmm. uh, who wants to be. So, you know, for people that are wondering what to do with it or how to do with it, like, there's an infinite amount of resources out there to help you figure out what to do. And that's almost a problem because it's like the burden of truth is on the consumer. It's on Mm -hmm. you to figure out what's true. Yeah. And it's on you to try things and figure out what's going to work. And that's kind of how I, exactly. That's kind of how I got to where I am with learning how, you know, what works and what doesn't work and managing, you know, other accounts and learning from people who do this for a living. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, anyone who, who, wants to do it should figure it out because it's a huge opportunity no matter what your goal is absolutely so what's next for you man hey i mean a couple things are next uh we just moved and bought a house and just trying to get settled here setting up the garage thank you yeah setting up the garage gym i'm trying to get back on track mm-hmm. um you know i think since since my second child i have a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old you know that whole year was just kind of crazy and you know, look, I'm not, yeah, I'm not like, I'm not like, hey, let me give you my excuses or, or my reasons or whatever. But, you know, it's just, it fell down on my list, you know, as it's far life, as, uh, man. yeah, as far as what I felt like I could handle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I changed jobs that year, you know, we sold our house, you know, we're living temporarily somewhere for seven months. So I just, I'm really looking forward to like getting a routine. Um, I've been hanging on, like I've been jumping, row, rowing, running, you know, <laughs> what, like how, however, whenever I can, sometimes I would set alarm in the middle of the night, go work out. I used to have kettlebells in my car. I'd work out on lunch sometimes. Um, so I'm really looking to, you know, I'm really looking to get back to the shape I was in mm-hmm. and getting back on track to getting to the goals that I had. Um, you know, I have another good coaching friend. His name is Dennis Welsh. He has the, uh, Dennis Welsh endurance project. And he's like, he's the coolest guy. Like I want him to come to New York with us and run a race and meet you and all the, uh, you know, black men run lean strong fast, all the people that I know mm-hmm. he's up in Rhode Island, but he's like a really knowledgeable coach. He is really um, innovative, but I don't want to say non-conventional, but his methods are just different than like a lot of the standard running coaches out there. Okay. Um, he's also an obstacle course racing um, coach, guru, genius. And he has a really great group of knowledgeable folks. So I'm looking forward to really working with them more and being able to do more of the workouts that we have, mm-hmm. doing more events with them as well. I'm all about networking, connecting, and uh, 
you know, like just growing your village and surrounding yourself with people that are going to help you grow and push you. Yeah. Um, and then I got, you know, I think I mentioned it to you. I got a couple things in the works I can't talk about now, no. but I want to talk about them with you. And mm -hmm. you might, you know, you might be one of the first people to crack the story, but, I, you know, I'm working on some things um, that are running and fitness related. And uh, maybe we can come back and chat more about that because Absolutely. it could be cool. Um, other than that, man, you know, my family, my wife, my kids, they're like, you know, my life, my pride, my joy. Um, just when is your stand-up coming? Yo, so I turned 40 in April. Okay. And I, I was thinking, like, you know what? I'm going to get back on stage before I turn 40. And it didn't happen. Um, and I used to do stand-up back in the day. Uh, not a lot, but, like, every once in a while. I was mostly just, like, a funny guy. That's what people said. Um you know, and I was, you know, just making my friends laugh and out there joking around, you know, like how, how you do and everybody else does. Mm -hmm. Got on stage a few times and it was just really fun. Like I'm a public speaker. I like being in front of people. And uh, I was like, I need to get back into this. It's just something that kind of popped into my mind. It just got put on my heart. Like you need to get back on stage. So I've been working on some material. And, you, got some, uh, you got some material for us? I've been working on some material <laughs> and... Uh, you know, I live near Philadelphia. I'm like two hours from New York. I'm like two hours from DC. Um, so I, I need to, I need to kind of like, you know, put an act or two together mm -hmm. and uh, pick a, pick a place and, you know, just get back after it. Um, there's a couple places local I might try. So that's definitely on my list. I'm hoping, I mean, so maybe in my 40th year, I guess it's my 41st year. Yeah. Um, that'll be something. And I, you know, I might just go out and do it, just see how it goes. Yeah, never been, I never been booed, but you know, unless you're doing it's the first it, you time just, for everything. yeah, unless you, you know, unless you do this all the time, you kind of feel like, all right, let me just see how it's going to go. Um, but that's definitely, that's definitely a big desire of mine. Um, when I did it before, I figured out a way to be funny on stage, you know, like on cue and, uh, you know, I got offered some opportunities and things and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying to take my life in that direction and I'm still not, but, uh, you know, anything that interests me, that keeps me learning and challenging myself and it's fun. Mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna do so you know that's definitely on the list and maybe one of these days we can uh we could yeah, we, that, we could televise right. a show yeah yeah there's um what is it tommy from uh shut up tommy and run in the run duo i think he's a he did stand up and then oh tony tony brown mm -hmm. uh pretty funny guy he has like the i don't know if he did i don't know if he ever gotten on stage but yeah it, it would be interesting to uh to see it's like yo this that's Tony Brown. Yeah, you know, he's a funny guy. He's a funny, yeah. and you know what's funny? It's like, I'm like some people tell me I'm the funniest guy they know. And then I also know a lot of really funny guys and plenty of people who I think are funnier than me. Mm -hmm. I also know a lot of stand-up comedians. And uh, it's funny, like, you know, it's an art. It's a craft. It's, some, it's like acting, you know? Um, yeah. Writing a joke that is going to be funny um, is, is, is a challenge. And I know some comedians that are funny as hell on stage, but they're not funny like day to day. And I know mm -hmm. some other that like, you know, it's just a different experience. So, uh, you know, I would love to see if people want to do stand up and how they do. And, you know, I know people that have gotten into stand up that I didn't think were particularly funny, but then they, they did pretty well. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think there's something out there for everyone, but yeah, my whole motto is like, do whatever you want, do what makes you happy learn new stuff, try things. Don't be, you know what I mean? Like, don't be afraid. Like, yeah. don't be afraid to fail. Like, just get out there. So that's I think one that's of those the things. Thing is, you know, how, what are, what are, what are people's perception of me going to be? You know, you're, you're, you're 40, you mm -hmm. know, I'm 50 
and some change and why are you doing this thing now? Why don't you just mm-hmm. go somewhere and settle down and die already? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yo. I think there are people saying that, but uh, hopefully, I, you know, <laughs> it, you, I mean, if they come to me with that, that's different. But, uh, you know, it's just crazy. Like, as a comedian, it's rough because like I'm funny and I'll joke about anything and mm-hmm. I, re- I relate to life through humor. So I can joke about things. And like in this highly offended, politically correct era, highly opinionated like it's hard to be a comedian because everybody gets mad about anything you joke about and i've like lost facebook friends you know facebook friends facebook friends whoever it's social media people yeah (laughs) because they didn't like something i joked about and like if you know me you know i'm cultured i'm educated i'm aware um you know my views are you know i think very erring on the side of humanity and and all and kindness and goodness Mm -hmm. and all that but i'll joke about anything really you know what i mean yeah or almost anything i don't know but it's hard out here because people perceive you one way and you're like supposed to be helping people in in this way or that way or you know you act like you're a nice guy (laughs) and then they want to tell you what you should and shouldn't be joking about you know yeah um so that's that's the other challenge is like you know always having a separate account or a separate venue or a separate avenue for something because you just want to make sure people that come to it are coming for that reason and they, you know, they don't get it twisted. So Yeah. Like finding that balance and doing what works for you, man. Yeah. Well, Daniel, I appreciate you spending time with us, man. I look forward to uh this next venture that you have and, and everything else. How would folks find you online if they want to keep up with you? So my main account uh is Sore Hungry Happy. All... Sore Hungry Happy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is that that's Instagram, that's mm-hmm. Twitter. And you know how you can do the Facebook slash? Yes. You can find me there as well. Everything is sore, hungry, happy. Um, I'm not really creating much these days, but I'm out there interacting with people. So if you want to interact with me, let's do it. And then anything that's new that's coming, like you'll always be able to catch it through those channels. Great. All right, man. Well, thank you so much, man, for taking time out your day. I certainly appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Appreciate it. Take care.